right. You know what it is? You know who it is? I'm back with episode two of the hashtag Skinny Boy Says podcast. Sorry for the squeakiness. It's just my chair that I'm sitting in. So I know it's been a little bit. I've been busy. The holidays are crazy. A lot of things happened in between the last episode and this episode today. But I'm here. I'm back. And I'm ready to give some reviews and talk about some things in my life. And hopefully give you guys some information that you guys can do something with. And put it to use. So I hope everyone's holidays were good. hope everyone's start of the year has been good. I hope everybody, if they had their resolutions or their goals or anything like that, that they're crushing them and they're killing them and they're moving in the right direction. Because I know I am. I have four main goals that I'm trying to achieve and I am doing very well, moving in the right direction on all of them, putting myself in the best position to succeed with those and learn the most that I can along the way. So I kind of just want to start this off with what's been up with me. Like I said, it's been a little while since the last time I spoke on here and I put anything up. And after I put up the first episode or the second episode, I think this is the second episode. I should probably check that. But after I put that episode up, the holidays hit and a lot of things got crazy. But, you know, I'm back and I'm going to be consistent. So let's see. Getting into recently what's been going on. Uh, we just had the powerlifting competition at Thrive, which has been really cool. Uh, we, we just went through three months of programming programmed by Derek and myself given to the members and they worked really hard for the past three months to get ready for this competition. So the competition was the Northeast iron beast. And that was a yearly competition that is done in upstate New York, usually in the capital region where I live. And last year it was done at ABC sports and fitness, but this year it was done at the New York fitness expo which was held at Siena Sports Complex. And I met the guy who put that together this weekend. His name was Brandon Frazier, and he did an awesome job. There was a lot of cool things there. It was, you know, it was packed. There was a ton of people. The powerlifting competition was great. There was a CrossFit competition to the right of us. And then all behind us was businesses, local businesses, local food businesses, clothing businesses, fitness businesses, just people who were in the fitness industry who had either tools or things that they were offering. And there was a lot, I don't know the exact number of how many businesses and people were there, but there was a ton to do. There was a ton of people. Uh, there's a lot of people I saw that I knew that I hadn't seen in a while, which is really cool. But at the same time, you know, I was there to work cause we had people for the power, powerlifting competition that they've been training for. And it was a really cool experience. I really enjoyed this year a little bit more than last year because of the stage it was on and because of, you know, the people this year were a little bit more experienced and they were a little bit more prepared and they had a lot of, you know, a lot of it was, you know, us being more prepared as well going into it, you know, being more prepared to deal with some of the things that came up and just experienced in decision-making. Whereas last year I was a little bit nervous and making the decisions was a little bit tougher because I'd never been in that position before. But this year coming around, even from the start of training to 
you know, the, the last lift at the meet, I, w- I felt significantly more confident and just felt like I gave a better experience to everybody. So that was probably, you know, this year was probably a better experience overall for myself and hopefully the members. And we're just going to keep getting better, you know, as we do more and more. Uh, just to talk about that a little bit more, this year was awesome. Uh, I know a lot of you probably saw my Instagram post about Josh that I was training. Josh Henges, he's only 11. And, you know, having worked so closely with him and working with him to see what he did at, at the meet was awesome. And the people that were there that watched him saw what he did. And, you know, he went three for three on the squat. He hit a PR in every single lift. And the bench show that he put on, which almost gave me a heart attack, was insane. Uh, due to power, so in powerlifting, there are, and I'm no expert, but I'm just learning the rules as much as you guys are because I haven't really been involved with it as much as Derek has. But, uh, but so you get three attempts at each lift. So there's the squat, the bench, and the deadlift. And if you do not hit one of those lifts within those three attempts, then your meet is over and it doesn't count basically the rest of the way. So Josh did really well on the squat. He went three for three. He had a PR on his last lift, nine white lights, and he was crushing it. And when we got to the bench, I was a little bit worried about what was going on with the weight because they wouldn't start him lower. And I thought that they should have, but I guess the rule is you have to start with the bar and the clamps, which is weighs about 55 pounds. And he's done it before weight wise, but it was just a lot to start off with for him. So, we go out there the first lift and his feet moved and he couldn't get it. And I was like, all right, gave me a little bit of shakes. I was like, it's all right. We're going to talk to him a little bit. We're going to get the second one. Second one goes out there. He couldn't really get it up and he failed on that attempt. So we had one attempt left to get this and make the meat count. And I was freaking out. I was like, what the hell? Like, why did these guys not start him lower? What's going on? And then, you know, I kind of just, calmed down and relaxed. I took Josh into the back and I talked to him and I was like, all right, listen, dude, they're not going to let us, you know, they're, they're not putting us in the best position, but that it doesn't matter. You know, I believe in you. I know you're going to go out there and crush this. What are we going to do? We're going to keep our feet down. We're just going to push and push and push and push and push until you can't push anymore. That thing's straight up in front of you. And Josh was hyped up. He was, he was pumped and you know, I got excited and then we went out there and he crushed the lift and he got the last lift and he stayed in the competition and everyone was freaking out. And that was probably to this date as a coach and an instructor, that was probably my favorite moment so far. And seeing that, you know, he might not understand what he did, you know, cause I know he's, you know, he, he might not understand the magnitude of how hard it was of what he did, but you know, he, he crushed it and hopefully I'm saying this because hope, hopefully one day he looks back and they will listen to this and know, you know, that it was legit and it was an insane effort that he put forward. And, but that was, like I said, that was probably one of my favorite moments so far about being a coach. Um, but everybody else did awesome. You know, we got nine out of our 10 lifters, a medal. We had like four or five gold medals and, you know, Matt Smith showed up, he crushed it before we knew he might not even make it. We didn't even know if he was going to be there, but he, uh, you know, he competed against someone else and won gold this time around uh, you know, everybody showed up, everybody lifted, you know, they, they put in their efforts and they, they did what they had to do. And, you know, it was a really good experience and I, I can't wait for the next one. You know, it's something that I'm looking forward to again. So I guess to kind of transition 
you know, from the powerlifting competition, talking about competitions, um, I've kind of put this up here and there, but I haven't really had any video of it because it's kind of hard to take video. But um, I've started jujitsu again. So I've been doing that for about a month now, and I did it for six months about a year ago. And it's been something that I've been trying to get back into, but with my schedule and with my, you know, the things that I was doing before, it was kind of just not an option at that point. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited that I've been back into it and consistent and I'm pushing myself to kind of focus on that for a little bit. I'm going to be, you know, switching. I've been switching up my training to kind of focus on jujitsu as my main thing and try to put my best foot forward towards that. And, you know, like I said, talking about the competition, I'm going to try to find and think I'm going to try to sign up for a competition very soon for it. Um, seeing as I've done uh, very little in terms of training, you know, under a year of training is not a lot. That's not a very high uh, training age for anybody and anything. Uh, but, you know, with I think that putting myself in the best position here is it might be best to do this as early as possible. So I'm going to try my best to find a competition to do soon. I have my eye on one that Chuck from the gym recommended to me and we're going to, we're going to see how that goes, but you know, that's kind of what I've been doing for working out recently. I've been kind of lifting, doing my lifting, but a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more focused on moving a little bit better. Uh, you know, certain movements are required for jujitsu as I've learned. And as I've, you know, realized again, coming back into it and it's probably one of the most fun things I've done as of late. And, you know, it's something that I do want to kind of focus on and see where I can go with. And just, you know, it's, it's something that I've always had a passion for and seeing as lately that I've, you know, been able to put my best foot forward. I'm pretty excited to see where it goes, but, uh, just to kind of give you Guys, an insight of what my workouts and training have been like. I know I haven't posted a lot lately, uh, but I've been trying to figure out the direction I want to take it on social media because there's not a lot that I can take videos of myself while I'm getting choked out by somebody. But, you know, at the same time, it's something that is, you know, very interesting and I'm going to work hard at it. I'm going to see what I can do with it. Uh, but, you know, like I said, the lifting, I've been trying to play around with some things to figure out what is the best thing for me to be doing at the moment to fit in and how to fit in everything to make sure that it goes good. Because the last time I did jujitsu, I didn't really, uh, how do I say this? I didn't really think about anything else. I just kind of added jujitsu to my schedule and that lasted for about six months before I hurt my hip and was burned completely out. And had to decide which one I was going to do because all of it was a lot. So unfortunately I had to, you know, leave jujitsu and it was one of those things that this time around, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna, I really want to focus on it and I really want to get good at it. So I need to figure out how am I going to balance this and how is it going to work? And, you know, I found a pretty good balance so far. Um, I've just been weightlifting normally doing some basic foundational stuff and, you know, here and there doing some other things, but mostly kind of focusing on, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays when I go to jujitsu for the hour is like that I'm ready for it and I'm feeling good and I'm able to put all my energy towards it. So, you know, also to kind of move on from that, but I guess 
that's the, to sum up all that. That's kind of what's been going on there. And then, you know, working on the certification, I'm moving along that well. You know, there's a lot of the certification that I've found to be extremely helpful and I'm pretty excited to put to use. And I'm almost done with it, with the knowledge portion. And, you know, it's something that I've been working really hard for and I'm excited to kind of, I have some cool ideas of how I want to get that stuff out to you guys and give you guys some information about, you know, training for yourselves and utilizing information and how to better understand yourself and how to progress yourself better and how to, you know, better understand the aspect of coaching and maybe not become a coach, but, you know, better understand what it is and the value, better understand the value of what a coach or an instructor can offer you. So that's been pretty exciting. And, you know, other than that, you know, just been just working, just trying to grow the gym, just trying to do what I got to do there. So exciting stuff. There's a lot of exciting things going on and, you know, life is going good. So the real reason I'm doing today's episode. So if you guys remember, I have been reviewing books. I've read a lot of books within the past four months. I have a lot of information that I do want to get out to you guys and recommend to you guys and see if there can be any value found in what it is that I've read and hopefully you guys can find value in it as well. There's a lot of books that I've read. I've read, I want to say, in the past four months, probably six to eight books. I know it's not a ton, but you know that's a lot for that time span. And in the books that I've read, there's a lot of information. And you know, one of the books that kind of started me on the whole reading binge was uh, a book by Tim Ferriss. And this was recommended to me a while ago by one, a coach that I worked with that I went to his gym, uh, Dean Lieber. And he was the first one who had this book that I saw and he let me borrow it for a little bit. And then I ended up just buying my own copy because it was something that I wanted to you know, keep and actually look over again and again. But the book is called tools of Titans the tactics, routines, habits of billionaires, icons, and world-class performers. So I'll put a picture of this on my Instagram later so you guys can see it. Uh, this is a pretty thick book. I don't know if you can hear that. That's thick, though. And what this book is is a really or almost like an encyclopedia of success, I'll call it. So this book was written by Tim Ferriss. And the reason I really liked this book was there was a little bit of everything. And what I meant by that is, or what I mean by that is there's a business section, there's a fitness section, there's, uh, there's a wise section, meaning like, you know, information, people who are, you know, have been around the block and been around business and health and, you know, all these things and they have information to share and it's very nicely split apart. So how this book is written is there's three main sections. There's part one, which is healthy. There's part two, which is wealthy. And there's part three, which is wise. So within each of those sections are, you know, people of stature, I guess I'll call them, in, those, in their regards in those sections. So to give you a quick rundown, in the healthy section, some of the people that you may know right off the bat is Charles Poliquin. Peter Atia, let's see, Rhonda Patrick, she's been on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple times, and so has Peter Atia, Kelly Sturette, let's see, Wim Hof, the Iceman, he's got the whole breathing, the Wim Hof breathing, so what it is, is a section with 
questions for each of these people that they answer. So the way that Tim Ferriss went about this book was he identified people that he wanted to interview, had questions for each, and then went and asked them. So he basically identified people in each field that were healthy or there were kind of influencers in their in their field. So Kelly Starrett is a quote-unquote mobility guru and a CrossFit gym owner, and he's a, a very big name within fitness. And, you know, so what Kelly Starrett has is a few questions that he asked him. So we'll go to page 122 just so I can show you. So what they have here is Kelly Starrett's section, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, six pages long. So what they have is a bunch of questions uh, in regards to fitness, meaning, you know, things he asked him and things that Kelly Starrett has done, his background, information about him and what he's learned and what he thinks is important. And, you know, they talk about uh, a squat test, an overhead squat, breathing and why it's important, top mobilizations to do every day. And the name of this book, like I said, The Tools of Titans, and it goes over the tactics, routines, and habits of billionaires, icons, and world-class performers, is the, the idea is that it's taking these questions, the tactics, the routines, the habits, and putting them into little bite-sized pieces of each person and giving you almost an encyclopedia and something to kind of go back in and be like, all right, what does Tony Robbins do in the morning? Which is another one I'm going to talk about in a second. But what does Kelly Starrett do for mobility? He's a mobility guru. Like, what are his kind of little tricks and trades that he does every day that, you know, help him stay mobile? Or Peter Atia, what are he's a, a doctor within the health field, and he's someone who was has done some crazy physical feats uh, swimming, I believe. And if you ever if you haven't listened to his podcast with Joe Rogan, you definitely should. But he talks about intermittent fasting and uh, he's done some crazy things with his body. So hearing what his kind of overview of everything is and what his daily routine is and what are some things that he puts into practice to succeed are really cool. And it's one of my favorite things about this book is that you get a little bit of everything. There's a little bit of health. There's a little bit of wealth. And there's a little bit of knowledge. And it's all spread across the book very nicely. It's it's put into different sections. And it's given, you know, there's an, there's enough on each person that you can get a piece from each person. I wish there was a little bit more on some people, but I can see why. Obviously, it's not because I don't. He explains early on that this wasn't meant to be read like a normal book, and you know, that's kind of how you have to read it, and that's how I've been reading it so far. But you know, my favorite three sections I'll go into were Peter Atia, Tony Robbins, and Chris Saka. So Tony Robbins is probably the best section of this book, but that's just me. Um, he goes over a lot of... Let me see what page he's on. So Tony Robbins is on Tony Robbins, if you don't know, I've talked about him a decent amount, is a 
a performance coach. So he has probably one of some of the best information you'll find in this book. He talks about his backstory, little known facts, you know, his his idea on a quality life. And he has a, a huge thing about uh, morning meditation that I kind of took away from this. And this was probably the biggest thing that I took away from this book in general. And it started helping me kind of put my morning routine into works and gave me a really good way to start my morning, get my morning going and kind of put me in a good mood for the rest of the day as good as a mood that I can be in. But, you know, it, it helped me kind of realize and see that I wasn't putting myself in the best position in the morning where I'd kind of just get up, rush out of bed, get ready, go to work. And that was it. So now, you know, I wake up a half hour earlier. I meditate in the morning. I make my bed. I do little things in the morning that put me in the best position to think about my day, kind of get that thought process going and put myself in a position where I'm actually excited and thinking about it, not just kind of going through the motions and not excited or not thinking about it. Because a lot of times, you know, people just go through the day just to get through the day. And, you know, I found myself somewhat doing that. But after I started putting myself through a morning routine, it helped me a lot to think about my day more, think about the little details. What should I do here? When should I do it? Uh, plan my time a little bit better and be a little bit more efficient. So looking at this section, you know, he goes into a lot about his priming routine in the morning, which is a breathing exercise followed by meditation, followed by nine to 10 minutes of question asking that he does, which is you can always find more details on that on his YouTube or just YouTube stuff about him. And he talks about money, uh, the, you know, the four common things across the best investors in the world. And if you want to know more about that, he has another book about all of that, which I read, which I'll review in the near future. But, you know, it's something that reading this book gives you a lot of little bits of information that you can actually take and put into use in your own life. Cause you know, a lot of people can give you advice, but if they don't give you a way to use it or you can't figure out a way to use it, then it's almost, you know, not very helpful or useful. So the best thing is finding something, finding a way to use it, putting into action as soon as you decide and then going from there. So when I read this, the morning priming, uh, that includes my, my includes meditation, but you know, the morning priming is making a routine that gets you in the mindset of like, I'm going to crush today or I'm going to get today ready. So doing little things that you've already accomplished within the first half hour of your day is going to put you in the mindset of like, all right, I'm ready to do this. Let's do it. And it gives you a way to put it in. It gives you a way to kind of think about it, put it into your own life, see what works for you and then implement it and succeed. So that was probably my favorite section overall. And like I said, this is something that, there's a lot of people in here. I don't know the total number of people, but there's got to be over 60 sections. Well over 60. There's got to be like 100 sections in here. And just talking about everything that you can think of. You know, there's this is this book is over 700 pages or close to 700 pages, and it has a lot of little information at the end different articles and different things about like phasing up in your life and why it's important to take vacations and why it's important to take time off from what you do tactics on how to deal with haters, just different things that you can implement in your life right away taken from the most successful people in the world. Some of the people who the richest people in the world, some of the people who've had 
you know, who's helped made the biggest impact in the world, maybe not money wise, but helping people and making the biggest difference information wise. So I think it's probably one of my favorite books and I, I'm still working my way through it just because I said there's so many different sections and information that and so much information that you can take away from it that it's kind of hard to read like a normal book. So you can't read it like a normal book. You have to. The way I've done it is finding the people that interest me the most and I just chip away and I read and then like I'll find another person I think is interesting or like, you know, going through it. I've looked through it a bunch of times, whereas I see someone's name come up somewhere and I'm like, oh, I never heard this person before until this. Now I'm going to go read this and see what they say. So, you know, I've came across some really cool people from this book, too. Like Peter Atia was someone that I didn't know before this book. And then I read it, read his section. I really enjoyed it. And then I watched the Joe Rogan podcast with him and it was awesome. I learned a lot. Uh, Chris Saka is another one. I knew of him before, but not in depth. So I, you know, he's the, he's the investor of, I think it's GoPro. I think he's the one who, I think he invested, Go, invented GoPro or it was GoPro or Uber, or Uber. He was one of the investors on that. I think he, I think it was GoPro that he invented, but you know, one of those big, actually I can just search it. Chris Saka. Yeah. All right. So I think he invested in GoPro or started GoPro, but anyways, so he was one of the cool people that I found from this book and one of the most interesting sections I found. But, um, so I kind of wanted to go into a little bit of a pros and cons of this book. So the pros of this book is there's a lot of information. There's a lot of stuff that you guys can take away. There's a lot of stuff that people can learn and implement in their life right away. And there's a lot of different opinions and different information from different types of people. It's not just all, you know, businessmen from New York talking about their business. It's health people. It's fitness people. It's wellness people. It's business people. It's uh, just people who have been around for a very long time and have done a lot and ex succeeded a lot. And, you know, I think that any person that picks up this book can learn something and will learn something regardless if it's in something you enjoy or not, just because it's not in your, you know, your field of work doesn't mean that it's not valuable information. And I think that, you know, the information in this book can be used in a lot of different areas of life, not just your field of work. Uh, you know, it's split up very well. I like the, I like that it's health related, wellness related, and then business related, and then knowledge related. So that it splits up the people very nicely. It gives them their own kind of. It puts you in the mindset to know, all right, this is all health stuff. So this is what I'm in the, you know, what's what I'm mentally preparing to read. This is business stuff. This is what I'm mentally preparing to read. This is knowledge stuff. This is what I'm mentally preparing to read. And you know, the, my last pro that I like is that it's real info and it's not just, you know, textbook stuff where it's just, this is, this is this, this is that, blah, blah, blah. It's like, actually these people were putting these into action every single day. They're successful with it. They've seen success from it. They've seen a lot from it. They've put a lot into it and they've tried methods. They failed, they've succeeded and you're getting the best of what they do. And that's probably one of, you know, the biggest pro that I found from this book, the cons, it's a lot of info. There's a lot of different information. There's a lot of different things that you can read. If you're not, you know, like I said, this, and one of the other cons is not like a normal book, which he explains in the beginning. He kind of tells you how to, how to read the book and how to utilize the book the best. 
which is kind of like, you know, reading it, going through certain sections and then going to a different section or reading about a different person and going through, not just reading it left to right, like a normal book, which you can, but he says the best way to utilize it is to not do that. And, you know, one of the other cons is, like I said, with that, not reading it like a normal book, there's kind of not a flow. There's not a nice flow that you get into when, you know, you know that part of the story is coming up next that, I mean, you can make it that way, but it's all different people with all different opinions on all different topics. So it's kind of hard to get into a good flow with the book. It's probably not a book you're going to read all at once. It's probably a book that you'll, you know, invest into, read, put away for a little bit, come back, read some more while you're reading something else or looking into something else, look into it, come back. It's going to be used as more of like an encyclopedia than it is a book. So finding information on people in specific areas of life and using that information to best suit your life and kind of level up in your way and the best way that you can do it. Uh, but those are kind of the, the cons of it. But I think overall, this is probably one of my favorite books that I've, I have right now. Uh, and he has another book called tribe of mentors that I'm going to get eventually where he kind of goes over the same type of thing, but talking about, you know, mentors in the field and how you can kind of level up your life in that regard. So, you know, it's something that I think everyone should look into at least. And if anybody wants to, you know, borrow the one I have, um, I'll definitely let you borrow it as long as you give it back. Cause I like this book, but you know, it's something that you can kind of use and utilize as as something you can get information for to kind of help you get better and help you learn more information and and make better decisions in your life and i think it's something that like i said if you if you have the ability to read something like this meaning like you have desire to read something like this i definitely would get it uh i think it's probably on the top five of my books for for recommendations and you know from there if you guys want to find it i'll put the i can put the link in my instagram on amazon or wherever else it may be sold but yeah so that's episode two or three like i said i gotta check i can't remember which one it is but today was a review of tools of titans kind of went over what's been going on in my life if you guys have any suggestions for future episodes or future things you want me to talk about drop a line let me know and i'll put it up I appreciate you guys for listening. If you have anything left you need to say, let me know. Hashtag Skinny Boy Says Podcast is done. Peace.